0: Warning, great marriage advice ahead. Marriage on the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary.
1: Hey
2: everyone, welcome to our 18th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and today we decided to um, bust out a bottle of wine, some Cab. Um, it's, I like a red a red wine. Um, Seth really likes the sweet wine,
0: yeah, I like sweet wine sweet wine this one, uh I can tell by its smell and taste that it 's a red, <laughs> and it uh, has an oaky afterbirth <laughs> <You're talking. laughs> all of our office fans will we'll get the will reference. get their reference yeah
2: <clears throat> um, so we we've decided to do um Kind of I guess a little bit different of a thing we decided to do a three part series mm-hmm. um, starting this week, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking well today we're gonna be talking about signs that you're unhappy in your relationship
0: and you may not know it right yeah kind of more subtle things or or examples of stuff that you may not understand or may not know you're unhappy
2: yeah, so. and then maybe I don't know just you'll. <laughs> hopefully maybe end up realizing, wow, like maybe I should Mm -hmm. do something about this. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about the beginning of the end. Mm -hmm. And then the week after that, we'll discuss um, the end and uh, when to walk away.
0: Right. And I think that, you know, we we decided to talk about this because we have uh, we've gotten some feedback Mm -hmm. from uh, people. We've, We've had a lot of of new listeners and People, I don't know if I have to really say viewers, but listeners on our our podcast on SoundCloud and things like that that have come on over the last few weeks, and some of them have played a lot of catch-up. Mm-hmm. And so they have been listening to all of the podcasts at once, which when you listen, listen to them in in success, succession like that, um, you pick up on common themes. And mm-hmm. so some of the feedback that we've gotten from some people, uh, people message us, reaching out and letting us know is, hey, I've noticed that a lot of your common solutions to these is to getting,
1: leave leave, <laughs> leave each other leave
0: the relationship yeah and get out of there and so I, I think that sometimes i i i felt that we've done a pretty good job of of placing the context behind you know our previous relationships and i think mm-hmm. that some people are either interested in listening to us initially because they want to hear the problems that we're having with one another and how we work through that to yeah. have a successful relationship, and, and you're not
2: th- gonna get that from yeah, us. <laughs>
0: you're, you're not gonna get that from us. One one of the things that we decided, or, or why we decided to do this in the first place, was because we of what we saw out in the general public and what we saw in social media and available in mm-hmm. the the just really bullshit advice out there that the masses tend to cling to Mm -hmm. and we've we've kind of talked about it before in some of our our episodes and hit on it but what most of the general population wants to hear when they're in a bad relationship is it's okay it's and that's how we are in general in, in in our current population is no matter how bad something is no matter what mistakes we've made no matter how awful we've let something get to or go to whether it's our job or our relationship or any relationship, or our our well-being, our health, and our fitness, and all that, we want to be told that it's okay. Mm-hmm. That what you're doing is normal, and everybody goes through that, and it's okay to to be in this awful relationship, or whatever it is, and fill in the blank with that. And we were really sick and tired of seeing the the cliche, you know, things that we've poked fun at on this. Yeah. I, I love you even on days that I have a hard time liking you. Well, that's an example of a bad relationship. Yeah. But we keep seeing those things all the time. And, and we would see these from other you know, bloggers or information out there or marriage websites groups, websites or, yeah, that pages. have hundreds of thousands of followers. And especially when you look at it on Facebook, you, know, you see one of the very prominent marriage Facebook pages out there that this other couple has had for a long time. And it's the same regurgitated bullshit that they just recycle yeah, every, every 10 day. to 14 yeah. days. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they get hundreds of thousands of likes and comments because hundreds of thousands of us are in awful, horrible relationships. And so they're catering to the masses. It's, mm-hmm. it's really kind of this sellout mentality of, well, we know everybody wants to be patted on the back and told them that everything's going to be okay and that being in an awful relationship is okay and... and we're going against the grain, and we saying, are yeah, and saying no, it's not, uh-huh. and so that that turns some people off because if you're if you're listening and you want to hear about you know us telling you how we fight and we don't have sex with each other and we don't get along, and I want to smother her in the middle of the night with her pillow because she's snoring or or any of these things that typical quote unquote normal couples go through in normal, unhappy relationships, you're listening to the wrong couple, yeah um. But what we try to do is bring our past normal...
2: Experiences.
0: Yeah, normal, awful experiences in our relationships to talk about where we've been on that flip side of it and how getting out of that situation, we were able to recognize, A, how miserable we were, how unhappy we were, how Mm -hmm. unsatisfied we were, and B, talk about how personally, professionally, relationship- spiritually whatever you want to tag on it we've been able to grow in our current relationship
2: yeah not only in our relationship but in our life in every yeah. a- aspect of our life so we've been able to grow because we made the de- dis. well i made the decision to leave mm-hmm. <laughs> the relationship um yeah and that
0: that's we're, we the perspective that we bring is the dumper uh-huh. and the dumpy yeah from the bad relationships uh-huh and i think that that's you, anybody listening you're going to be one or the other mm-hmm. if you're not having problems then we're not telling you to walk away yeah
1: yeah and then
0: we're not saying that if one little thing comes up it's time to walk away but going off of that and thinking about that we wanted to really kind of take a step back and say okay well why did we end the relationships we did
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what are some things that we didn't see coming
2: yeah
0: in it or feelings that once again the hindsight is 2020 and that's I guess really kind of what we're trying to be uh-huh. is,
2: is that hindsight?
0: your foresight. Or, you know, the foresight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to be your foresight in that. And it's, it's not to up the divorce rate across our <laughs> listener base. I know. It's really just trying to bring the recognition and help of, you out. of what's really going on. And we do believe that a lot of these things, and even the stuff we're going to talk about today, is, doesn't mean your relationship is unsalvageable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's time to pack your bags and get out of there. But it does mean there is time for action and that action is having a conversation going to therapy mm-hmm. talking to your partner a lot of times are the relationships and the partners just don't discuss what's going on mm-hmm. because you fear the inevitable and if you're listen to your gut and that's that's one of the biggest things i tell people is i don't don't tell me what your brain or your heart is saying because they're both wrong sometimes <laughs> what is your gut telling you to do yeah um and so i think that when we looked at this we 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 we're really trying to figure out. Okay, well, what realistically for people that are that have that that issue or concern of, well, everything you say just ultimately leads to you should walk away from the relationship. Mm-hmm. And once again, if you've listened to eighteen after this one, 18 podcasts and said, well, they've hit on something that is going on in my relationship every week that is a problem, but they're just telling me to walk away. Well, yeah, you should <laughs> because we just gave you eighteen examples of why you need to eighteen
2: reasons get why. the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. But once again, it's not meant to be overanalyzed and look at one thing and say, oh, well, this is a huge problem. We need to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. But looking at that perspective of, okay, well, what what would actually be helpful to talk about? What would mm-hmm. be things that people could help them identify, not just really look at this point A to point B straight line of, I get married and there's one squiggly line in that and mm-hmm. now it's time to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the relationship or breakup or whatever, you know commitment level you're at right and so we were really kind of able to look back and say well we knew we had an end point where Mm -hmm. enough was enough whether that was decided for us or we made that decision Mm -hmm. then what was before that well it was the beginning of the end okay Mm -hmm. well what were some of those what did that look and feel like and sound like and how did we react to it how did our partner react to it and how should listeners act react to it Mm -hmm. and then it was like okay well what was before that because it can't really just be oh my gosh we got married we were in love we were so happy then oh holy shit we're at the beginning It's the end end. yeah yeah and and one of that was the the acknowledgement now Mm -hmm. that well I was unhappy because one of the things that I think I say a lot and I I know you said it too is we we refer to our previous relationships as how miserable we were Mm -hmm. but we don't really say a lot that we didn't realize we were miserable. I I am able to look back now with that hindsight Mm -hmm. and say how miserable I was, how unhappy I was, and how unsatisfied I was. But at the time, I didn't really acknowledge that. I I didn't sit there in my basement playing video games by myself with no contact with my wife, even at that moment, and say, this is awful. I'm miserable and unhappy. Uh-huh. I, we are adaptable creatures and we uh-huh. get used to the change. Most of us just adapt to it and move along. And then you're just kind of like, what
2: the hell happened?
0: How, how did we go from bliss to we don't talk anymore? I know. And to roommates. Yeah. So <laughs> you're uh-huh. just roommates. And I think that the first step before acknowledging the beginning of the end was what were some of those signs that looking back on it. I should have known that I was unhappy
1: mm-hmm.
2: or
0: I should have recognized that she was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we kind of wanted to start.
2: Yeah. And I think that it was, it was kind of hard to, to think back and mm-hmm. try to realize for for me anyway, like, when did I, what were those unhappy I don't know, realizations or, yeah. cause I, like you said, I didn't know, I had no idea that I was unhappy and, mm-hmm. and depressed, even though, you know, I went through everything and gained all kinds of weight and, and then, you know, yeah, looking you physically
0: back. physically had signs yeah. that you were depressed and unhappy right. and all
2: that. And then, you know, looking back now, it's, it's all so clear, <laughs> but even, but even like getting ready for the episode though, it's just like what were those exactly? Mm -hmm. What were those signs? So we, we kind of came up with a a list Mm -hmm. of 10 different things that you, you should realize, or these are little signs that you Mm -hmm. are unhappy. And
0: I I don't think one is more or less important than the next. I think that
2: it's not like, yeah, 10 is the least. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really just, you know, 10 things to really talk about. And once again, a lot, a lot of what we've discussed and, some of the advice that, that we've given is just reflection. Mm-hmm. Just either looking in the mirror or analyzing your relationship or or looking at your partner and really opening your mind to what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do about it? What can't I do about it? And how much effort do I want to commit to trying to fix it? And unfortunately, we find out that by the time you realize what has happened to make your relationship go south? It is too late.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, By the time you realize that you're unhappy, yeah, it's already it's already the beginning, right, of the end.
0: So I think identifying that at at the early phases of of you know what are some things like we're talking about today that I'm mm-hmm. unhappy may not realize it. This at least gives you the opportunity to acknowledge it and. Figure out what that action is. And once again, the action we're not promoting is the action is not to leave and get divorced and pack your bags and get out of there. It's, you know, what we said, have that conversation, talk to your partner,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, look at the options. Are there things that you're doing that you can be a little more in control of, of your own happiness? It's mm-hmm. not, sometimes it's not fair to put all the blame of unhappiness on your partner. Cause mm-hmm. you know, that's your, your fault too.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. So, equally yeah. your fault. Um, so the first one that we wanted to kind of talk about was you, you really, there's not as many happy days um, with your partner. You, mm. you see less and less um, happy, just being happy, doing fun things.
0: Right. And it, I don't think it's really that the bad outweighs the good. It's uh-huh. not that, oh, in a seven week, seven day work week or seven day week, we fought four days out of three. It's not really that it's. If you can look back to the dating period and the courtship period and the honeymoon phase and you had all these really stacked good memories back to back to back. And then you're like, well, it's been like four or five years since we really made a good memory. Yeah, That's, that's something that takes a reflection to see that. And, and sometimes it, it just, life happens and it just gets to the point where, oh my gosh, we've gone this amount of time without really having a really good day it's mm-hmm. not that you have all these bad days it's just you know when was the last time you actually had legitimate fun and a good time with your partner yeah whether that was a conversation or an activity or a trip or or anything
2: hmm um, or didn't get on to them and fight with them and, yeah and, 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 and sometimes
0: it is sometimes it is you argue every day when was the last time you didn't argue yeah. so sometimes I guess it is the mm-hmm. the bad outweighs the good but I, I think initially when when we come up with that that's not really what i was trying to focus Focus on on. yeah yeah
2: i know um and then you you start to get bored yeah yeah
0: number two is was you're just bored Uh um you you find yourself just really feeling like there's really not a whole lot to do Uh uh-huh um you you may be bored in your relationship you may be bored in other aspects outside of your relationship, and I think a lot of these hit on how it affects other aspects of your life that's outside of your actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that with with being bored, it's just you know that that feeling of of you know twiddling your thumbs.
2: Yeah, um, you get bored and you. I think that you really find yourself not even being able to talk to your partner about mm-hmm. stuff and, or I guess you find yourself, um,
0: stuck in a rut in the routine
2: and yeah, you know, nothing new, nothing, nothing fun. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess stuck in a rut and a, and your own routine where you're just going with the motions. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I think a lot of, some, some of that that falls into the conversation piece is, if, if you're married with kids, can you have a conversation with your spouse that has nothing to do with your children and their lives? Uh-huh.
2: Well, or even work.
0: Yeah, or even too. work. Can you have a conversation with your partner about each other? Mm-hmm. And whether it's about sex, whether it's about comedies and humor, whatever it is, can you have a conversation... With your partner, an organic conversation is not forced. It's not, you know, where you go on date night, you get one date night once a month, and you go out and you say, okay, we're turning off our phones. Rules are, don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about work. I mean, if you have to force it, then it's not organic.
1: Yeah. But
0: can you sit down and have a 10-minute, 15-minute conversation with your partner about... Why or whatever, yeah. yeah. That has but nothing to do with your kids and work.
2: Do you think that? Do you think that people like if they do go on those dates and they do set those rules? Do you think that that could be a good thing too? And you well, know, I,
0: I think sometimes couples because they kind of have, have to do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. You have to have that structure. I'm just saying that if you're forcing it, that that's a sign that you've you've at least kind of let something slip, where uh-huh. your priorities have shifted. um Naturally, mm-hmm. that these things are more important than us. Yeah, And once again, it's about recognizing that's happened and how can we get back to fix it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How can we take some steps back and say, you know what? We, we haven't had a good conversation about us in years.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Everything we talk about is the kids and their schedule. And if they're consuming you and you aren't having time for your relationship well, ding, 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 there's the problem. Now you've recognized it. What are you going to do? It's time to balance that out.
2: Yeah, Balance
0: that out. And, and, and your kids, as they become adults, will appreciate and be able to recognize and, and look that my parents invested in each other. Oh yeah. Because we, we, we try to give this martyr type answer. Well, I'm doing it for my kids and, Mm -hmm. and my kids are number one. And, and, and part of you know raising children is teaching them an example of a, of a good, a good healthy relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't doing that because you're so invested in your kids, you're, you're actually sliding those children.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then they're seeing their parents unhappy mm-hmm. and, and all that, and that's not good. Um, and then you you start to com- not compromise with each other. Yep. And just kind of probably even bicker. And, mm-hmm. and well, I'm not going to do this
0: yeah well I think a partner and and I think we've hit it with other topics too but one of the individuals in a relationship starts to feel or get slighted Mm -hmm. um, with the lack of compromise And, and compromise is everything it's how you spend your free time together it's where you go when you go shopping it's where you go when you go out to eat it's what you watch on TV it's how little or how much sex you have or what kind of sex you have or you know things like that and and the end game of the compromise is one day you wake up and you realize, man, I don't, I'm not getting to do anything that I want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that goes for the, for both partners because mm-hmm. somebody, and if you sit there and you're like, well, I'm getting to do everything I want, but
1: why, why am, I am I still kind of
0: unfulfilled and uh-huh. happy? Well, you just taken everything out of it and getting everything you want in a joyless manner doesn't create happiness it Mm -hmm. doesn't make you happier people can you you can be spoiled rotten in a in a relationship or life or whatever and you're still not going to be happy Mm -hmm. getting everything you want doesn't make you happy but when you don't ever get anything you want that definitely makes you unhappy and if you're depriving your partner to get everything you want it shouldn't make you happy you Mm -hmm. shouldn't be happy with yourself yeah um because of that and i think most people just naturally aren't and and they don't understand why.
2: Naturally aren't
0: aren't happy when they do get everything their way.
2: Oh, yeah, I know that's really weird mm-hmm. too. And I'm trying to think like what I would suggest to somebody that that is like that that always gets something that well, they want and
0: and I th- I think a lot of it once again is is y- y- you you've got to self-evaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. If you if you if you can't look in the mirror and say, "Well, I get, you know, I always pick where we eat. I always pick what we watch on TV. I am in complete control of how little sex we're having, how we spend our free time, where we go. Mm-hmm. If you're able to look at all that and say, well, I'm, I should be the happiest person in the world because I'm getting everything I want, and you're not, That's that should be that aha moment of, mm-hmm. well, why am I not happy?
2: Well, I think that there's, there's also the, the partner that doesn't... Like, have anything to say at all. <laughs> and because the uh, the one person is in control all the time, um, they may, they may, like, I guess, what am I trying to say? The partner that.
0: There's an involuntary doormat that just yeah. kind of lays down and lets the partner get everything they want? Yes. But, but the partner taking is like, well, I always ask them what they want to do and they just say, I don't care.
2: Right. Yeah. And so, well, I that's guess part. Of, that's
0: part of you. If you have become that doormat, time to you step need to it up.
2: realize. Yeah, uh-huh, put some too. ground rules down and mm-hmm.
0: say, you know what? You've picked the last forty-five places we've had dinner. I'm picking, mm-hmm. and probably not in yeah, that way. They're not going to do that, though. Yeah, but I think that you know you need to recognize if you've
2: created that
0: doormat. I mean, there, there's 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 that domino effect with it. Nobody really wants to be with a doormat and somebody that doesn't have a spine. No. I think some people...
2: And that's probably why the the person that always picks everything and should be happy, Mm -hmm. that's probably why they're unhappy, because they do want someone to step up and, you know, be... Challenge
0: them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The next one would be avoiding sex. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think that you, you have to look at this from both perspectives. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're the one that is like, I'm just, I'm not feeling it.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't,
0: I don't feel them. I'm not feeling myself. I'm not feeling this. Um, identify why, Mm -hmm. why are you all of a sudden not interested in sex and intimacy with your partner? What, Mm -hmm. what has happened? And if if there hasn't been really one of those identifiable, I guess, life-changing type of events like having a kid or Mm -hmm. you've got a new job that's more stressful or, you know, there's things like outside influences that have, has your mind wandering outside of the bedroom,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. which does happen to people. If none of that's happening, then it's time for some reflection again mm-hmm. and figuring out well why 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 don't i because I, we we dismiss it with well i'm just not in the mood i'm just not in the mood anymore
2: yeah well, why yeah you were i know so. that's the, that's the biggest thing is couples when you get into a relationship more most of the time people are having sex all the time mm-hmm. when they get in the beginning of a relationship and then all this i mean we talked about it in you know the sex in the sex, one, in the yeah. sex episode but yeah, why are you avoiding avoiding it and yeah. not wanting to engage with your partner? And like, what what did your partner do wrong? Or? Right,
0: and it's easy it's easy for us to say we'll have more sex, but uh-huh. you have to identify why it tapered off in the first place. Uh-huh. And and if it is an easy I say easy fix, if it is an easy identifiable factor, like well we had kids, mm-hmm. okay, well what's the workaround? Yeah. Or are you just going to roll up and give up and say, well, I'm not going to be able to have any, have any kids. Or is it because you had a kid and now you have that kid in the bed with you every night? Yeah. I'm not having sex in your bed if your child's in there. Hopefully not. Oh, my not. gosh. And yeah. how long is that going to happen? I mean, we know people that, you know, it's like, you're like, when are you going to make your child have their own bed? Yeah, They're that walking, is walking, talking, and starting kindergarten. Why are they sleeping with you every night? Yeah.
2: Um, you need to get that kid out of your yeah. bed. Sorry, moms that have their kids sleep with them. I that's so wrong. Yeah, and you
0: you're really slighting your your partner.
2: Yes. You know, and most guys won't say anything. Uh-huh. Most guys aren't like
0: get the, because the wife looks at it as you're wanting attention over my child. Uh-huh. When the truth is yes they do. Yes, they do. Your your partner, your man, your husband, whoever this person is, does want attention.
2: Uh-huh. Well, and then a woman would be would say, "Well, then I'm just raising two kids yeah. then, and you know you're just being childish mm-hmm. because you want yeah. all of my attention, and, and but it, our kid needs our, right. my attention. And,
0: and that's what you always hear is that you want all of my attention. And the guy's like, I don't want all of your attention.
1: Just want some. I want
0: some of your attention. Yeah. So give that attention.
1: Uh-huh. If you're
0: not willing to do it, then you've hit the point where you're not compromising anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you're on the flip side of that, if you're and I say guy because I think most of the time it is the guy, but we found out, I guess, over the last few years, it, seems, it tends to be the woman sometimes that is like, well, we're not having the sex that we used to.
2: Yeah. And I, I think... Recently. Most recently. Yeah.
0: Stereotypically, we really assign that to the guy always wanted sex and the girl didn't.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: now, you know, we're seeing more and more issues of the woman being the,
1: the initiator. initiator
0: and the guy either going along with it or coming up with those excuses as to why he can't or Mm -hmm. doesn't want to. Um, But if you're, if you're that other partner that sees your partner drifting off, and of course you're going to notice it because you aren't getting what you want. You need to address that. And it's, it's not a fun conversation to Mm -hmm. have, and it's not something that is probably going to be resolved in one conversation. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, there's a couple of ways of handling that. and, and, one is the extreme of begging and berating and all that, which is not the best way. No. But then the other extreme is to not say anything and just let it go, mm-hmm. and you're never going to get what you want. So it's it's understanding your partner, understanding their needs, understanding why it happened, and having that conversation. And I think a lot of it would would be you know, I'm, you know even if you say you know I'm not I'm not trying to have sex with you tonight or this weekend or anything like that, but I am concerned because we've definitely had a shift. Can you at least acknowledge that we aren't having the sex that we used to? And hopefully, the answer is yes. Yeah. If the answer Maybe start is, from there, yeah. if the answer uh-huh. is, we're not talking about this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's a pretty challenging. Uh. How, how do you get past that? Uh. But if they're at least willing to have the conversation, um you really kind of got to watch
2: well them. and pick when you're gonna ha- try to have this yeah. conversation too not because... when they
0: say no i'm not in the mood yeah you don't say okay flip on the light we're gonna talk about this right yeah now. that's the <laughs> yeah. awfulest worst time to talk
2: uh-huh. about. I, I don't know if there's like a really good time to talk about it but that isn't the right time to talk yeah. about at it in a public place around other people where they <laughs> can't yell at you
0: that's where you have it yeah
2: i know that's but. funny. <laughs> Um, one, uh, one, the next one I think is really good is, um, you find, you come up with excuses to be away from your partner, mm-hmm. not to, to not be with them. And I know, I know that I did it and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I would go to my parents' house or, or even when he would be at work, it was like a relief or, you know, like, oh God, good. I get to, I get a break. Yeah. Have my time alone and, and watch the shows Mm -hmm. the watch TV period, you know, and stuff like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that you, when you hit those alone periods, you realize how there hasn't been compromise. And so you, you relish in getting to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get that almost high from it. Of And then it's like, okay, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but how can I still do what I want to do? And well, the best way is to not be around them. Mm-hmm. So what can I come up with to not be around them? And I think that, that that takes a lot of different shapes and forms. I think sometimes it's coming up with a new hobby. I think it's revisiting an old hobby. Mm-hmm. I think it's re-engaging or engaging with friends that, you know, are that that guy's night out, that girl's night out we talked about. it's uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's It's those type of things that if it's, you're using it as an escape to get away from your partner then that that's what we're talking about mm-hmm. um, it's you know working late when you don't have to it's mm-hmm. going in on on weekends or days that you don't really necessarily yeah, need to
2: that is yeah that's really bad when and, if you're doing that yeah
0: and some people are like well who would do that it happens quite often yeah. a lot of people that we've seen that do that They, it's, that is the sign. That is one of the signs that they were unhappy that they haven't vocalized. Mm -hmm. When you have a coworker that's off and shows up at work and you're like, why are you here? Why are you here? Oh, I just, I I didn't have anything else to do. And it's like, okay, well, that's really odd.
2: Yeah. Um, That is, that was, that was
0: a big thing. To date, anybody Uh I've known that regularly did that got divorced. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not saying it was because of that, but I think once again, I think that that was one of the signs that they were unhappy, that they were so uncomfortable at home with their partner. They would rather go to fucking work than be in the same room with <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty shitty. I mean that that's is. what my ex did. Uh
2: huh.
0: She would go in all the time. And well, some of it would, she had to do it. And she would volunteer, it, to, go volunteer on to go on and trips. Stuff. And uh-huh. yeah, and, and look for those excuses to get away. And whether it was subconsciously or not, I don't know. But uh-huh. Those were things that happened, and um, I mean, I think that 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 type of action you you're you may not realize the message you're putting out there because I think some of it is subconscious. I think that mm-hmm. it's it's subtle to yourself, and and it just kind of works its way in, like a lot of these do. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of a sudden somebody wakes up and says, "I'm not having sex with my partner anymore." I don't think somebody wakes up and says, "I don't want to be in the same room with my partner anymore." But you start looking at all of these things, and once again, that, that's why we're talking about it. It's mm-hmm. signs that you're unhappy, and sometimes you don't even know you're unhappy. Yeah, Until I you know. listen to something like this, or you look at this list, and you're like, oh my gosh, I do all of those. Yeah. Maybe I'm not as happy as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you know, if you want to live in the perpetual lie of say nothing, see nothing, do nothing, then you know, continue in the horrible shitty relationship you're mm-hmm.
2: in relationship
0: yeah you're in a relationship
1: not
2: uh-huh. a relationship. <laughs> yeah so do you think that because okay because you were the dumpy mm-hmm. in the relationship do you think that you would do those like do things to get away from her too or was um, it more so her getting away it, from it you it was more so her yeah mm-hmm.
0: it really wasn't me um I think that, I mean, because even even I, I look back at the stuff that I did and, and I didn't do anything by myself. I didn't volunteer to go on trips. I didn't, you know, I I wanted to work my normal job and be home. I never did overtime. I never went in
2: yeah. on
0: weekends. Even when they offered it, I mm-hmm. didn't take advantage. I wanted to be home. And, and most of it wasn't because I wanted to be with her. It was because I wanted to be with Seth. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't do anything on my own. I didn't go on a guy's night out. I didn't. You know, go with coworkers to the bar, and do things like that on a regular basis. Yeah, and even the things that I would do, like Seth and I would go camping quite a bit. We wanted her to go, and we tried to include her, and she went once and was like, "I'm never doing that again." Mm -hmm. Um, And then it became her encouraging us to go. Well, you guys had fun, so why don't you go? That gives me time this weekend to
2: have me time. Uh huh,
0: and. That, at the time, felt like a compromise. Mm-hmm. We, I won't torture you with going camping. We get to go do what we want to do. You get to do what you want to do. And it felt good. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the compromise isn't the best solution because you get, once again, you get that high of being separated. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, we had, to, we she did not want him, one of the things that we would do, she did not want him watching Family Guy. Uh, when he was little,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he loved Family Guy, and mm-hmm. I loved Family Guy. Yeah, and it wasn't really this moral high road that she was taking of it's inappropriate. And I don't want my, you know, my <laughs> yeah. eight year old watching that. Right? Yeah. It was well,
2: and he probably didn't get all of yeah, the. It stuff. wasn't South Park anyway. Yeah, which I think
0: I at least waited till he was ten for that. <laughs> 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 but she didn't really give a good reason as to why she didn't want him to watch it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I thought some of the stuff she I was like, well, that's. Way more questionable than a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And so when we would go camping, I would bring this tiny little Kodak (laughs) portable DVD player. And he and I would watch, we would marathon watch Family Guy's on DVDs. Uh Because it was the only time we could do it was when she wasn't around. And so once you start doing that, that compromise of you do your thing, I do my thing... You start craving the distance.
2: Well, yeah, and you start realizing that oh, I am more happy without this person around, mm-hmm. and I want to do, I want to be away from her because I realize that I can do yeah more fun things.
0: Right, mm-hmm. and I think that that's where those excuses. I mean, like I would look at the weather report, and be like, ah, man, the weather's gonna be crappy. Dang it, we really and it wasn't that we really wanted to go camping. So, and he may have, but it was, it was more. You you know, just I get to get be, away from her,
2: be away from her, and just with each other, yeah. and have fun with with your son, right? Uh huh.
0: But I think for her, it was, you know, it it was more of an angle of. Almost on the surface, it seemed unavoidable and like it was a good idea. Well, mm-hmm. I've I've got to study mm-hmm. and I've got to work late and I've got to work. I'm not saying that all of those were excuses. I know some of those were legitimate, but mm-hmm. it once again it kind of went back to the. You're having more fun with your coworkers mm-hmm. than you are with your own family.
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> um, you're having more fun with your friends than you are your husband mm-hmm. or your wife or whoever it is. And I think that finding those excuses, like I said, it's 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 picking up a hobby. It's doing this. It's doing that. It's you know if you just have to go see every dumbass idiot boy band that comes across the continent. To get away from your partner, I mean that's that's another excuse that people make. Mm-hmm. Um, but
2: some people, some some people, they bring their partner yes, with. They do that with their. So partner. it's yeah. like <laughs> then bring them along. But the person that wants to stay away from mm-hmm. constantly wants to get away from them. That is a huge yeah. red flag. That you, it's a sign that you're mm-hmm. not happy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another one is you get jealous of. Other relationships.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that I think sometimes that's not really. I don't think it's really intentional.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that and, and jealousy can have different forms. I think some of it is denial.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: some of it is what we've talked about before. There's no way that couples is happy as they're acting like they mm-hmm. are. Well, you're only saying that a lot of times because you're acting like you're happier than you are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's hard to spot genuine happiness right. because you aren't genuinely happy. Uh-huh. And, You don't know what it looks like or what it feels like because it's very similar to what you've been pretending you are Mm -hmm. for the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, But it's other things as well. It's, man, why are they, you know, why are they always sharing photos out on date nights Mm -hmm. when maybe that's a little over, it's a little too much, it's a little overbearing and it's annoying, but... Part of it is you haven't been on a date night in six months.
2: Yeah, but it's like who cares? At least they're happy, right? Well, or and at least they seem like they're happy. It's,
0: it's that it's that saying. Like, everybody wants you to be happy, but just not happier than them,
2: right? Uh-huh.
0: And I think that that's a lot of times when you're unhappy because you're in a miserable "quote unquote" normal relationship, you're gonna see people that are happier than you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I, that's so shitty too. Mm-hmm. That that because that saying is so true. You know, with, so you can with apply it to a lot of stuff. Yeah, too. I want you uh-huh. to be
0: successful, just not more successful than me. Uh huh. Um, and it's it's whether it's a relationship, marriage, work, fitness, life, whatever. Mm-hmm. People that tend to apply that a lot of times, mm-hmm. um, and then when somebody passes them, whatever avenue that is, they start making excuses, and that's that's the jealousy.
2: Well, that's the only reason why they're happy is because they don't have kids, or right. the only reason why they're happy is because they go on date night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or whatever. Yeah. Or they're able to go on date night, and I'm not able to. Yeah, if I
0: could go on date night and travel around and do whatever I want, I'd be happy too. Uh-huh. Well, would you? With your current partner, would you? That, uh-huh. That's the question, because I know people that say that. And then when they have the opportunity to go on travel, guess who they don't go with?
2: Yeah, their They partner. don't go with their partner.
0: <laughs> they go with their friends. They go with their family. They go with their girlfriends. They go with their cousins. They go with whoever. Yeah. So, you, you know, when you've had the opportunity to do that. And you're replacing date night with guys' night or girls' night out. You're mm-hmm. replacing trips to other places with your family and your friends and whoever you go with. So you're not allowed to say that mm-hmm. um, because when you're given the opportunity, you do it. And if you aren't given the opportunity, I'm sorry, but you have to make the opportunity. Mm-hmm. You have to make time for each other if the time isn't just presented to itself. Mm-hmm but i think that whenever people look at, at the jealousy piece of it you once again i think sometimes it's subconscious i think you you see somebody happy and and you you a deny it you deny their happiness mm-hmm. and b you deny your own unhappiness
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so that prevents you from seeing how unhappy you are or you just dismiss all of it
2: yeah i think that the the denying your own happiness or happiness or, I'm sorry. What <laughs> denying your own unhappiness? Yes, yeah, your own unhappiness is <laughs> um, a big one too. Because then you you start looking at other relationships, and this is, this goes on to the next one. Mm-hmm. But you start looking at other people's relationships, and you're like, well, at least my relationship isn't as bad as theirs.
0: Yeah. But Anytime you start playing the comparison game, mm-hmm. you're going to find people that are better than you, but you're going to find people that are worse than you, mm-hmm. and so. Sometimes people cling to that like mm-hmm. oh, well, we we may have our problems but at least we're not like whoever. Yeah. Well, if you're I mean that that's the everybody gets a trophy mentality.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know,
0: we all are in this race together and I may have came in 7th out of eight person race but at least I'm not 8th. Well, <laughs> sorry, but you still suck. If you ain't first you're last. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Is it, that what you were
1: thinking. Yeah. That <laughs> <I> was. <laughs>
2: it really is though and i mean you see a lot of people a lot of people do that and that goes that goes along with just um the people that you're around mm-hmm. and why you keep those people, certain people in your life? Almost
0: well, sometimes you keep the bad relationship couple around just as your comparative basis. So you feel
2: better yes, about you yourself. Yes, you feel better. Even, about even if you're not—that's the duff. You're not. You're not <laughs> intentionally doing it, right? But like subcon- subconsciously, you are doing that, and maybe some people really do realize that they're mm-hmm. intent. Really do intentionally do it. Yeah, I guess.
0: Right. Well, I think that that, and we've kind of talked about it before, because uh, I don't want our friends to be like, wait, are we the duff couple? No. <laughs> but we currently, in where we've lived and the friends we have, we don't have a dysfunctional no. relationship couple that are our friends.
2: Uh-huh. It's so nice to have yeah. people, again, I I'm, I've said it multiple times, it's so mm-hmm. nice to have people that actually love each other and actually care about each other. And aren't complaining about their spouses right. all the time.
0: Yep, yeah, and I, but I think that that uh, that that competition recognition of we're doing better than them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, sometimes is is sometimes the answer is you just fake it better than mm-hmm. they do. It doesn't mean you're happier than they are. Um, they just. Don't have a problem with having their drama and everything out in the open, mm-hmm. and you just prefer to keep it behind closed doors because I think that was one of the things you know my ex and I did very well mm-hmm. um, was people just didn't realize how bad it was, and we would do the comparison game not not really to our not really to ourselves and say oh I know we have problems but at least we aren't like them mm-hmm. but it was always you know meeting other couples or being around other couples or other friends that we had that. Even if they had been together for a while, we would start picking apart their relationship in conversation
1: mm-hmm.
0: of, yeah, they've been together for a long time, but, you know, well, I heard he does this and well, I you know, I work with him so I know what he said about her mm. and, and she said this and, and we kind of started our own little sewing circle about couples that we were friends with that were more successful than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to either dismiss it or bring them down to make ourselves feel like we were a better relationship or fit than they were.
2: You know, that's funny. I guess like thinking about this and and uh like, listening to you say all that. When I was with my ex, we didn't really hang out with that many couples. Mhm. And it was always cuz like I remember I remember even after we um broke up, um one of his friends reaching out to me and saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you guys are not together anymore, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you guys were the perfect couple, and I'm like, how did you ever think that we right. were the the perfect couple? But it was probably because we were together for so long,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that person wasn't in either a relationship or a good relationship, too, Yeah, you know? Right. And I think, that, yeah, most of the people that we hung out with were just single friends mm-hmm. and saw us get... Um, break up and
0: well, and, and that's one of the things that you see with single friends as well. As as, as sometimes they kind of get a bad rap because people say they're bad influence. But one of the one of the pieces that they bring to the table is a single perspective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And especially if they're single and don't want to be single, anybody in a relationship looks successful.
1: Yeah, and I that's, think that's what it was. That's wrong. And uh-huh. it's the
0: same thing you see with people that are together but aren't married. Uh-huh. Any married couple looks successful, especially if they want to get married. If they're like. Oh, I've been with this person for so long, I've just I've wanted to, wanted him to propose for the last three years, and he hasn't. I just want what you have. Well, a you don't really know what we have, and yeah. I don't really mean us. I mean yeah. another couple because right. we've seen that we've seen couples that weren't engaged and not married or single people that didn't have a good comparative basis look at a horrible off relationship and say. Well they sure are lucky I would give anything to have that and it's like no dude you're way better off single yeah than in that boat uh-huh. and at least you're not married to your idiot partner here's a perfect example of what two idiots getting married look like yeah get out of there before yeah. that is you
2: I know yeah that's um, yeah that's really good and
0: so sometimes their their perspective
2: is skewed uh-huh
0: it's you know it's it really is. bad and, and you, it's, when it's, you have
2: horrible examples yeah. of relationships.
0: But, but you, as a single person that doesn't want to be single, don't see it as bad.
2: Uh-huh. I know. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, another one is, you, the, and I, this is totally me in my last relationship, but mm-hmm. you're constantly irritated. And for me, it was I was const- constantly irritated with him. Right. All the time. He would call. And I would, I would be like, oh my gosh, like why is he calling now? Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody that I worked with saw it. Right. But I wasn't irritated with everyone around me. It was just him.
0: Well, and I, because you, you had the personality that could leave it at home.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and even, I, and even whenever you would be in those conversations, irritated on the conversation, as soon as it was over with, you weren't irritated with us and you no. didn't get short with, any of the people you work or with or patients anybody that or came whatever. in or anything. Yeah. yeah. But there is people. there are those people that cannot mm-hmm. leave that at home and they get irritated at everybody. Yeah. This is that, that bitch you work with that is unsatisfied and unhappy with everything at work and nitpick, why'd you use this color? And yeah. why, why is this file behind I me? Mean, it's just like the littlest thing starts setting them off uh-huh. because they're so miserable and unhappy at home. It's spilling over into every aspect yeah, of their life, and they become the unbearable to be around. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah! I have personally worked with women like that. When they've gotten out of
0: the relationship, have they gotten better, or were they just a bitch to begin with?
2: I don't know, honestly. i I think the <laughs> I think they're just a bitch to <laughs> begin with, but but for me, like. As a nice person and everything, I really hope that they...
0: That they were just that way because they were unhappy.
2: Yeah, because I know, for me, that, well, and I would, like, it, I don't know, I guess it, it doesn't really compare because I wasn't mean to everybody else. Right. But for me, like, I, I'm a completely different person now, mm-hmm. you know, than I was when I was with him. Right. And... Everybody that sees me now is like, oh my gosh, she's so happy. I can never picture her mad or, or whatever. Yeah, but I, I still think people thought that. Really? If, I mean, because I worked with you. Even when I would talk, even even when you would hear me on the phone with them? Yeah, but, but
0: the people that worked with us, especially like the ones in the back that, mm-hmm. that knew you, you were this, oh, Crystal's a sweetheart. I've never seen her even frown mm-hmm. because you were so good at about not bringing the drama or issues into work. Yeah. But... You've worked with people and I've worked with people where even the feedback from the customer base is this person is completely irritated irritated, and I don't want to talk to them at all because mm-hmm. they're so unpleasant. Yeah. And that was a direct reflection because of what was, I guess my question Maybe they is,
2: are just a bitch.
0: Yeah, are they like that all they the are. time? They are. I think they it, are. Okay. I think
2: I don't think that there's any, there's changing a bitch. A bitch is a bitch <laughs> if she's going to decide to be a bitch.
0: But so you don't think that a bad partner can make someone a bitch? Because I had a bad partner that made me a spineless doormat.
2: Probably. Wuss. Yeah, I guess, I guess that...
0: I think it can change your personality.
2: I think... Well, and... Well, I, I think it I, did... I think
0: it can either bring out a really bad
2: personality. You, yeah, I know. I mean, because it changed me. Because I, th- I try to think of like how my ex saw me. Mm-hmm. You know? If he did see me as that bitch. Right. And I don't know if he... Maybe he realized, like, well, I was just a dumb guy, and <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: and was doing stupid things, or if he did think I was a bitch.
0: <clears throat> I, and I'm, I'm trying to think if, of, of anybody I've if, and, and once I think you know, it's pretty evident we're usually talking about girls with this, because <laughs> I don't think I don't think guys are really like, "Well, you know what? No, I, I do take that back. I had a guy that I was in the military with that leading up to his divorce mm-hmm. was becoming completely unbearable. Oh, he's a pain in the ass. He and what made it worse was he was in charge. And so we had to do everything he said. And it was awful.
2: Isn't Um, it just so shitty?
0: And then once it was over, he was fine.
2: Was he? Yeah.
0: And I mean, he was still a moron, but (laughs) he he at least wasn't angry. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So it does happen to guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it was. You could definitely tell something I mean he was just completely irritated all the time.
2: Well, there's those guys too though that have like
0: Mel PMS. Yes.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're like, Are you freaking kidding me? You're yeah. not a damn chick. Like Right. Get out of your mood. Yes. Your yeah. little dumb little mood swings. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I but I don't know. I I do think that some some women are or just, just that like way. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there isn't changing that. Yeah. You know, they're just. I mean, be you, a bitch. You,
0: you still kind of wonder, like, were, were they? I mean, I can't imagine a guy willingly, knowingly dating someone that acts that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think most. I think that it's either a suppressed character trait that comes out whenever something. It's like the Hulk. I mean, it comes out later on when something happens to mm-hmm. trigger it, but they're pretty good at hiding. I don't.
2: That's how I. I've, I've never
0: had a guy that was like, oh yeah, she's. She's such a bitch, but she's really good looking, and and all this. But yeah, she's a real bitch. I just, I, I. That's the only downside. I've never heard a guy say, "Well, everything's great except she's a bitch."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because usually they don't
2: put up with that.
0: You guys aren't. A tra- I mean, that, that's a pretty big turnoff.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: Um, and so I, I find it. I don't know why
2: that. guys even put up with.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I don't I don't think that it comes out initially. I. I I don't know.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't know if, if, is there is there a good example of, yeah, I worked with this this girl that was a complete bitch, and then all of a sudden she got a boyfriend, and I don't know how he puts up with her, or I don't know if I've ever been privy to that piece of the puzzle. It's usually mm-hmm. just kind of after the fact. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, she acts this way. How did he ever marry her? Yeah. And the poor dude's like, well, she wasn't like
2: that when we yeah. met.
0: You know, and you're I like, know. yeah, right. How did you not see that? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, that personality is so... Freaking, quote unquote strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way that you couldn't have seen that a mile away, right?
0: And in case you're wondering if this is you, this is the same girl that does the, you know, I need, I need a, I need a strong man that can handle me. Yeah. What, oh, what's it, handle gosh. your damn self. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, shut that, the fuck yeah, up. That type of,
2: really? You know, <laughs> that irritates yeah, me. Yeah, oh, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> can I have some more wine? Yes. Um, another one. I guess mm-hmm. moving, moving on. Um, to the next one is past feelings and just realizing or trying to, to bring back those past feelings and, and then trying to get the, the happiness that you had before living in the past, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's, it's, we, we talked about it in, was it our very first episode about the story? Yeah. That, That was our first episode, right? Yeah. Uh huh. I think the same thing. If you're if you're clinging on to
2: yeah, to the to those old moments, to those old
0: memories and moments mm-hmm. and and what made you guys, you know, the great couple once on a time, if that's all you're clinging to, that that's that's a pretty a bad thing. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, for me I can reflect back and and talk about how hopeful I was that things were going to get better. Um but when I would talk about my relationship with other people, whether it was coworkers, whether it was, you know, whoever, we were always, or, and I was always talking about what used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, not what happened within the last week, not what happened within the last year, but, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. this is how we were. And you tend to, to cling, and it's almost like looking at baby pictures of your kid how sweet and cute and innocent they were and how you'd give anything for them to be that size again so you could put them on your knee. Well, time has changed and that's not an option. So all you can do is look at the past and, and think about it and reminisce. And I don't think that reminiscing is a bad thing. Yeah. But if that's all you have of to try to justify why you should be happy, that's a problem.
2: Yeah, I know. Because you need to. you need to make new memories you need to make new happy moments mm-hmm. and uh, happy moments amongst each other not right. just because the kid is born or mm-hmm. or stuff like that you yeah. know happy moments with the, just the two mm-hmm. of you
0: <laughs> yeah and and i think that you know living in the past gets you to it gets you along for quite a while mm-hmm. i think that you you can your relationship can survive multiple years after mm-hmm. The fun times are
1: over
2: mm-hmm. um, I know, and it is fun, like even for us, like looking at you know everyone gets the Facebook memories and stuff, and looking back five years, you know five years ago, coming up soon we were going i we were going to Vegas for my thirtieth birthday. And, you know, just looking at yeah. those, oh man, remember how fun, how much fun that was? Right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But we... Yeah. How many memories have we made since then? Since then, then yeah. yeah. We are continuing to make mm-hmm. lots of fun memories with each other. Right.
0: I mean, and that, and that's that's one of the big pieces of it. And I think that one of the things I didn't think about until you, you just brought that up is, I wonder how many people out there get those memories. And they look at it and they see, oh, here's here's... Me with my partner,
1: mm-hmm. and we've got
0: our arm around each other. But the only thing I remember that day is we got in a huge fight about the bananas or whatever. I mean, uh-huh. whatever, nothing fight it was about beans. About beans? Yeah. What was that from? <laughs>
2: no, I don't know. Oh,
0: <laughs> that you're trying to reference. <laughs> that. But I, I just because that that's something you know we don't deal with. But I know that if if I if social media if I had been active on social media when I was. Well, and you've already talked about it before, how you get memories of when you're like, oh, are you kidding me? And that specifically was talking about something your ex had done. Yeah. But those that fake the relationship, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's a family photo from Disney that they Mm -hmm. get three years later. And it's like, yeah, that was, you know, we had a, that was an okay trip, but. This happened. This happened, this happened. Mm -hmm. Because I find myself sometimes doing that with my son when he's like, oh, do you remember when we did this? Because he doesn't remember
2: it. He doesn't remember it the way he, he doesn't remember. remember it. Yeah. He doesn't
0: uh-huh. remember it the way I remember. It. He remember, which I'm glad. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm doing his, him a disservice by pointing out the bad things I know. that had happened. But I think that I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in that perspective mm-hmm. of people that go through that because for, for me, I didn't get active on social media until you and I were together. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have, aside from loss or death, I don't have sad memories or bad memories of us
1: uh-huh.
0: on social media yeah, at all. I know. Um, and so but I I just I started thinking about that like with, with my previous relationship. If I if I had, had a Facebook account the entire twelve years we were together and I would get memories about, you know, the things we did or or pictures of a pet or yeah. whatever, being able to reassociate that oh that day was awful.
2: Well, it's like writing a journal or writing a diary or whatever and then Looking back years later on those dates, you know that mm-hmm. you're reading that and like, because it it ends up being so clear when you're reading it back, yeah, years later, and you're like, wow. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how the the Facebook memories kind of yeah, you know, brings up little things that sparks your your memory and mm-hmm. and all that and and then yeah, because once you write all that stuff down and then read it later. That's when you kind of learn, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. You get a little different perspective uh-huh. of it, and yeah. And I think, I think, I think with the social media, it's it's just. I think it's just got to be horribly depressing to either look and maybe maybe people maybe that happens. What I just explained, you look back and you're like, "Oh, this looks like a happy photo, but it wasn't." Mm-hmm. Here's here's what happened that day. I remember yeah. that fight we got into. I remember this. Or you look back and you get that memory, and you're like. And that was a really good day. Why?
2: Why aren't things the way? Yeah. Why they is it not then? that way anymore? Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that that is, and when we didn't really cover it, mm-hmm. but I think that 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 uh, little flame of that past feeling should give you a sign that you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. If you look at that photo you're like, "Oh, that was we had such a fun time," and then you just start thinking, well, "Well, when was the last time we had a really? When was the last time since then we've had? I haven't had that much fun with this person since then."
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's very depressing and yeah, sad to hear and think about. Um, and I think that, that that should be a pretty good sign that you're
2: unhappy. You're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the last one that we have is that you stop growing. Yep. You stop growing together as a couple. Mm-hmm. And you stop growing personally, too. Yeah. Not only well, as I, a couple.
0: I think that not just do you stop growing, but you regress.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. I think
0: that there are aspects of your life that you start regressing in. Mm-hmm. If you were if you were pursuing a dream or had a goal in front of you or whatever it is and you stopped chasing it. And not not only did you quit going after that, but now you're so far from it you couldn't even start again. Mm-hmm. That's a sign. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of talked about it even today about how you can look back and, and look at things and, and realize, I don't even know if you, if you use the word grow, but how much different your life is now, yeah. um, and how we continue to make memories and we continue to do stuff that all is, falls into the part of growing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if, and, and once again, we understand that there are adverse things that can happen in your life that make you take a step backwards it's not always because of your relationship mm-hmm. you can have an injury you can you know get laid off from work it's not mm-hmm. that you did something stupid to lose your job but you can you know get laid off or whatever that yeah, is yeah
2: but it's like it, it's taking those those moments that could make you could break you i guess and then mm-hmm. how how you respond to that yeah
0: how do you bounce back mm-hmm. how do you overcome it? Are you still growing mm-hmm. um, and if you're not that that that's a problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think that a lot of this is is the the recognition and acceptance that your own personal happiness does count and should I don't know if I'd necessarily say "Come first, but it should be a very high priority there's nothing wrong with saying there's nothing wrong it, it feels and sounds selfish when you think it or you mm-hmm. say it, but there's nothing wrong with saying my happiness." should come first it
2: means something yeah
0: my happiness is important to me mm-hmm. and i think when you're with the right person your happiness should be their top priority as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i think that's very evident when it's not yeah and one of the biggest clues that it's not is if you're unhappy
2: <laughs> i know because both of our happiness is is equally yeah um important to both of us mm-hmm. you know i'm i want you to be happy and you want me to be happy right just as
1: yeah, but I as want much. me to be happy more. <laughs> <Shut
2: up>. just <laughs> as much as I want myself to be happy, yeah, and you want yourself to be happy mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that that is that's very important, right,
0: well, and, and I think that you know when when you look at growth, it's it, it's all kinds of stuff that tie into it it's you know it's is is your and i think i've I've mentioned this before, but i've I've had the conversation with other people and we've talked about it with friends or, or with one another where how is your life your relationship your overall situation better now than it was five years ago mm-hmm. or three years ago or even one year ago and looking at that and saying well it's it is it is, and here's why that's great and that's what you hope everybody does and that's a sign that you're continue, continually growing but if you look at your overall situation and it's not any better mm-hmm. and it's worse or it's worse or you've taken that step back, that's a pretty good sign that you've something has made you get off track. Um, and chances are you, you aren't as happy as you once were.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's been kind of a gradual process to where you don't really, like I said at the beginning, you don't really realize that you've become unhappy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard. It's really hard to realize
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That you are unhappy. It's because, like you said in the beginning, we um we we just tend to
0: Adapt. To adapt, yeah. yes.
2: Adapt to everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just you just don't realize it. You don't know. Like it's just happening in front of you and yeah. it just all of a sudden it, it ends up yeah. being too late.
0: Well, a lot of it is, it's the, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. It it has just hit this point where all you can do is wonder and reflect of how did it get here. Um, but I think that that's why it is important to understand and recognize and watch out for those things. If you mm-hmm. aren't having any of those issues in your relationship, that's good, great.
1: Yeah. That is
0: great. That's awesome. But it is something that you should you know, watch out for.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, I, you know, I, I think that it is fair to say that, you know, relationships aren't immune from these issues. It's just, what are you doing to, you know, keep them in check uh-huh. <laughs> and, and keep that relationship moving forward and growing. And I think and that, yeah, yeah I, I, a lot of us don't, and I, I don't know, I don't think, I don't think we pretend to do this, but a lot of us don't really plan our relationships out. We don't, we don't really get together and start dating and seeing one another and really take a good perspective, look at where we're going to be together. Mm-hmm. I think that there are some of us that are fortunate enough that we, we found the best partner for us, and a lot of that becomes, you know, my favorite word I use on this podcast is effortless. Mm-hmm. It just happens. Um but a lot of that is attributed to the selection process of the partner that you chose, which doesn't help anybody now that's In a made curt- a shitty choice. Yeah, You've got a bum, you've found a dud. You're, you're with somebody <laughs> you shouldn't be with, and you're trying to figure out how to, and the, the worst sayings I hate is make it work. Mm-hmm. How do we make it work? And it's, I, I think that we tend to, put some kind of form of, well, that's a noble gesture and that's a good process to have because you owe it to yourself and your partner to make it work. When that is very counterintuitive to what I'm trying to say Mm -hmm. and what we're trying to say with being happy. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to work at making yourself happy. It should just, you should just be happy. Yeah. And if you're not, you need to identify why you're not happy or why you're less happy than you used to be and I think a lot of a lot of what we talk, i think everything on the list of the ten things we listed are completely correctable mm-hmm. i think that and the solution is like we said at the beginning it's not to walk away mm-hmm. the solution is completely correctable if you if you realize that and acknowledge it and early it enough yeah. uh uh-huh,
2: that you can do all that mm-hmm. um I think you know one thing that I wonder is uh, with our listeners is how many couples listen to our podcast together. Yeah. Or if it's just one person listening to it mm-hmm. and then telling their partner about it or, that, you know. That,
0: that's, that's a funny thing to bring up because you, if you go to some of these more uh, very popular marriage Facebook pages and groups, you see a lot of women tagging their partner mm-hmm. or a lot of women sharing their sob story of, I just feel like I'm the only one mm-hmm. working.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you feel like you're the only one working, you are. Mm-hmm. You are the only one working. Your relationship doesn't mean shit to your partner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, you can't... You know, you're the captain on a sinking ship that's going down. Are you going to ride that thing all the way down? Or are you going to hopefully get it close enough to a dock to hop over on a better ship that's going to stay afloat? And I think that that's what people don't like to hear. Mm-hmm. People that are in that situation say, well, I feel like I'm the only one working. They want to be told... Well, your partner will come around. Your mm-hmm. partner will come around, and <laughs> no. you just have to pray about it, and you have to do. And I'm sorry to burst your. Me,
2: I prayed. I yeah. tried to do everything that I could, and that's why I ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. And because God's but plan
0: was not for that that relationship, relationship to succeed. It was
2: for me to learn from that relationship, yep. but it wasn't for me to thrive from being with that partner. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep so I, I think that you know that that's a lot of it is really just acknowledging what's going on, but with the ten things we talked about, you know, are you less happy? Do you find yourself having less happy days than you used to? Mm-hmm. Are you bored in all kinds of aspects of your life? Mm-hmm. Are you finding that you're you're not compromising with your partner where one of you is getting slighted, maybe you're the one creating that, maybe you're the one on the receiving end of it. Um are you not having sex as much? Have your mm-hmm. as your sex life decreased once again not? Not based on a life-changing event that created that, that is going to take
1: more of a solution and
0: a little while to get back on track. But it's just lack of intimacy for really no apparent reason other than they just don't like you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or you don't like them anymore. And don't want to have sex with them. Um, You find yourself trying to find ways to spend away from your partner.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then we talked about the, you find yourself comparing yourself to other relationships. Number Mm -hmm. six and seven were you know, kind of have that jealousy of uh-huh. a better relationship, and the other one was bringing another relationship down and comparing that. Well, we're not as bad as they are. Uh-huh. Um, are you constantly in a bad mood? Are yeah. you irritated? Does your everything your partner do
1: irritate, irritate you? you? And then
0: once again, are those of you at work or in that can't seem to leave that at home? Does everything irritate you?
1: Or
2: even if you are that coworker that sees that happening, maybe you should tell <laughs> your coworker. You know, it doesn't seem like. You're very happy. Is there something going on? What you
0: drink for breakfast? Carnation instant bitch?
2: (laughs) Tell them, you know, discuss it with them. I don't know. Maybe it would help.
0: Are you clinging on to the beginning of your relationship and the past feelings that you had in this reminiscent phase that kind of intertwines with the hope that it's going to get back to that one day? Mm -hmm. Um, And then last but not least, you you realize you're not growing, that you've Mm -hmm. become stagnant in... Not just relationship, but of course that's the big piece we're talking about, but other aspects as well. Yeah, have you just stopped? Have you hit a plateau? Have you hit that ceiling? Have you, you know, ran into that brick wall? Whatever it is, you just you're not growing as a couple. You're not growing personally, professionally, anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that th- that's a pretty good list of that's of good science, signs that science. people need to watch out for or recognize and not dismiss. And mm-hmm. once again, I think each of these. Are conversation worthy to have with your partner. yeah,
2: not one bigger than the other yeah. uh-huh um so yeah, I think that that is a a great ending to to this mm-hmm. um, episode, and then again, like I said in the beginning, we're gonna be talking about next week the beginning of the end right, so the next step after um, realizing you're unhappy yep and um so yeah, as always, thank you all for listening. Um, I do want to say I hope everyone had a, a great Labor Day, mm-hmm. and congratulations to my cousin Des and her new husband Dan that just got married this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our um, SoundCloud on SoundCloud, like us on Facebook, on follow us on Instagram all of that. And we will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks.